Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. So welcome to this podcast on Recruiting for Values. My name is Hannah Murphy and I work for NHS Employers. We've been working with employers in the NHS to find out what they're doing to make sure they're recruiting the right people into the health service. People that demonstrate values and behaviours that fit their organisation. But most importantly, values that drive them to provide excellent patient care. I'm here today with Claire London and Jeremy Over from University College London Hospitals. Welcome to you. Hello. You've been working to embed values in your value in your recruitment processes for some time now. Would you like to start by telling us when and why you set out to do this work and what your ambitions for it were? Claire. Yes, so back in 2011, um, we started to look at how we were going to attract and retain um, the best possible candidates to UCLH. And at UCLH, we're known for you know our high quality care. We're consistently in the top 10 performing trusts in the country. And we wanted to be known equally for our staff and patient experience. Um, there was some understanding at that point that improving the experience of staff would positively and directly impact on the experience of our patients. So we looked at um, how, how we would go about understanding what the values of our organisation were and we started with a range of stakeholder events. Um, we had over 2,000 staff and a high number of patients who joined those events too. We were very conscious we needed our patients' voices in the room um, to help us understand what it was like to be on the receiving end of our trust and how we could do the very best things possible to make that experience um, for patients very positive um, and really meaningful. So we undertook a piece of listening uh, with, with the organisation and distilled that down over a number of months into the values of our organisation which um, were consulted on widely and endorsed by the Chief Executive and the Executive Board um, and those are safety, kindness, teamwork and improving and those things really resonated with us and so began the journey to embed those values in many aspects of our workforce practices, um, really seeing this as more of a large-scale OD piece of work than just pockets of practice here and there, very conscious that this needed to be joined up into everything we said, everything we did and that presence, the values are very present now within the organisation and within our brand, if you like, through our intranet and our internet. And we're doing lots and lots of work to embed those values across all of the workforce practices that we're involved with at UCLH. So engagement with staff, absolutely crucial to get them on board? Absolutely. These had to be derived by and owned by the workforce. So focusing on getting the right staff into the organisation, what did the, what, what then happened? Uh, so we undertook some scoping work to look to see what was um, what was really best practice out in industry actually. Obviously often that's the place where lots of innovation is taking uh, place sometimes ahead of the NHS. And so we looked outside of our organisation to see who was doing what, those people that we consider to be peers. So, for example, Starbucks, Alexander Mann and Harrods, people who've absolutely focused on great customer service. 
um, and we've looked around that marketplace and decided on a few things that we wanted to embark upon. The first of those was values-based recruitment for our consultant workforce, which Jeremy can tell you some more about. Great, Jeremy, over to you. Okay, thank you, Hannah. So, um, our project to embed our values into our recruitment of medical and dental consultants at UCLH was one of the projects within the campaign that Claire has just been describing. And we commenced this work about 12 months ago. We reflected that uh, recruiting senior doctors uh, was, was a really big deal. These are our most expensive hires as an organisation. They represent approximately £2 million over maybe 20 or 30 years. Um, and these individuals will um, pretty much always be leading uh, leading multidisciplinary teams. They're going to be setting the, the culture, the standards, uh, the tone and the pace of work within teams that others, will, that others will emulate. So these are really, really important recruitments for us. The, the project that we have been running has sought to adopt best practice as well as embed our values into the decision-making process. Uh, one of the recent uh, things that's happened has been uh, the recruitment of a new Doctor Who by the BBC and we've reflected that if our doctor vacancies in the NHS generated the same excitement as this particular appointment, um, it's a post that's recently been filled but the debate that's happened over the course of the last couple of months has been about who would be the right fit, have the uh, the right credibility and potential um, to fill that slot. And these are the things that that matter to us too um, in, in terms of the candidates that are coming, wanting to work at UCLH. For them, it's an absolutely once-in-a-lifetime opportunity uh, to work for a high-performing organisation and it's what they've been training for um, and we want the very best. Uh, so you might not see a Sunday evening TV special uh, for a UCLH consultant appointment, but we would say that it's uh, yeah, the issues that have underpinned that particular appointment at the BBC are just the same for us in terms of fit and credibility and potential um, for the future. At the start of this project, we spoke to our internal stakeholders to sort of get their views on how our consultant recruitment process has been uh, working for them so far and we were quite surprised really by the level of dissatisfaction that there was with how we've been doing things. Uh, the things they, they talked to us about were that the interview at, at the end of the process seemed quite tokenistic, it was very, it was very short, um, and it didn't really delve into who the candidate was or things beyond just their clinical skills and experience which is important, but a prospective candidate offers far so much more than that as well. Uh, they talked about the fact that these were these were our most important hires, but you wouldn't know it from the process that we were using. And they said that UCLH does tend to attract amazing people, but what about their behaviours and how are we um, and how are we assessing that individual's values and behaviours in the process? Uh, that we're running. Um, so we turned to an external company called Edgecombe Health um, because we particularly wanted to make sure that there was a solid evidence base for this piece of work 
um, to be able to justify the rationale for uh, the changes we wanted to make. And how did they help you? Uh, so Educom Health took us through the evidence base uh, for this particular piece of work and it's something that I can share with listeners um, outside of this podcast if that's if that's helpful. Um, but um, one of the things we've incorporated on the back of their recommendations is a personality-based psychometric testing uh, for all our candidates, looking at, uh, yes, their personality, but also their, their motivations, um, their values and the behaviours that might be what, what uh, the occupational psychologists would call derailers in uh, stressful or high-pressure situations in the workplace. Um, and the work they've done for us, or the work they do for us with each appointment that we make, is they convert the outputs of the psychometric testing into something really practical, um, succinct and tangible that recruitment panels can use um, in uh, preparing for interviews and in the decision-making process. So mapped to our values that Claire mentioned earlier, um, we receive a summary of the candidates' likely strengths and likely limitations, together with some, some interview questions that uh, are really pertinent for that individual. And how long has, has this been in place, Jeremy? Okay, so it's a project that we've been running for 12 months and we did our first pilot recruitments with this new process in uh, February and through to May of this year. Uh, we piloted it in care of the elderly and in A&E and in anaesthetics um, with four appointments across those specialties and the process involves four inputs into a final uh, structured interview phase so as well as the application form and CV and the psychometric profile that I've just mentioned the candidates will also undertake a practical exercise where we assess um, them in a work scenario where they're um, tested against um, aspects of the job that are relevant to the post they'll be doing. Uh, and they also deliver a presentation and have a Q&A session with a multidisciplinary stakeholder group. And the outputs and the assessments from all of those processes feed in to the structured interview at the very end. What are you finding about the quality of candidates that's coming through? Uh, so one of the things that we've noticed with our consultant recruitment is that the individuals are very well prepared, uh, indeed even coached for their perhaps first uh, consultant interview. And uh, the style and technique of questioning that takes place in interviews is really important to get under the skin of a candidate and to make sure that um, their answers are probed in depth. So we've invested quite a lot of time in training our interview panel members in their interview technique uh, to counteract some of that coaching uh, that is out there. Candidates will, in their first answer, tend to tell you as much as they want to tell you and know more than that. Um, and it's really important that the interview becomes a really valuable conversation rather than just a checklist of questions that people work their way through um, sequentially. So we've been training people to um, probe and to delve into the answers the candidates give, but perhaps more importantly, the, uh, the overwhelming majority of the questions are based around what a candidate actually has done um, and asking for examples of 
what they've done at work, um, rather than asking sort of theoretical or hypothetical questions that don't really tell you anything about how the candidate will uh, perform in the role. Perhaps I can tell you some of the things uh, that we've learned as a result of the pilot, um, uh, the pilot exercise that we've been running over the course of uh, 2013. Um, I mentioned at the beginning that we were surprised at the level of dissatisfaction uh, that people had. We had really good engagement from people internally to change our process, but they wanted to see the evidence base um, for doing it. We were uh, really uh, pleased um, to have our chairman on board. In the past, he has been appropriately our severest critic in how we uh, have run uh, the process, but equally he's been the most influential in bringing about this change as well, and without him uh, it would have been much more difficult to, uh, uh, to implement this project. Uh, more often than not, consultant interview panels tend to be very large in size and uh, probably too large in, in a lot of cases. Um, and in bringing down the number of people around the table so that we focus more on quality of the interview panel, not on the quantity or the number of people that are around there. Um, the chairman's really helped us in uh, making that happen. The practical exercises that I mentioned earlier have been a really powerful element, um, but I suppose our learning from that is that those things are very resource intensive, they require a lot of planning, they require facilities and time, um, but it is a really worthwhile input and we've uh, um, been pleased with the pilot exercises that we've run. And we've had some brilliant input too from our patient governors who have been involved in some role play examples, um, particularly in our anaesthetics department. It's really important with projects like this that, uh, which tend to be led by the HR or the workforce team, uh, that we recognise that actually these appointments do actually still uh, belong to the clinical departments that are doing the recruitment. It's very much a partnership uh, between us and them. So despite this being a pilot and despite it being a new thing for us, we went out of our way to make sure that that partnership approach where our clinical service partners had control over the process and they were able to design uh, the different elements of it uh, was in place and that worked and, and that worked really, really well. And perhaps in closing, one of the one of the other things that we noticed during this was that yes, we were designing a new process to uh, explore the values that each candidate has and the extent to which those values uh, fitted with those of our organisation. But equally, it was about the values that we demonstrated as a future employer to those, to those candidates as well, um, through uh, how we care for them, how we communicate with them during the recruitment process. And to be a credible outfit, we have to demonstrate our values to our candidates as well as looking for those values in our candidates as well. I asked one of the consultants that we appointed through this process how he felt, reflecting back a few months later on how it was for him, and he said that for him it was a very, very different experience, and he said that the process shows that UCLH wants to recruit people who are more rounded as a person. Um, he didn't expect how the psychometric test would be used in the interview, and how the questions went right to his core and he said he remembered feeling quite exposed by that but reflected that it wasn't such a bad thing. 
which which I was pleased with. I suppose that 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 reflects that he felt uncomfortable during the interview process because um, he, he said the interview questions encouraged a real level of honesty from him and to be himself in the interview setting, and that's exactly what we wanted, what we wanted to achieve. Um, and in closing, he said he thought the framework was very good. It's a really positive reflection from his experience of it, um, which. Uh, I suppose ties in with how we feel about it too after uh, four or five appointments through this process. It's very early days, the evaluation of it um, is happening as we speak in terms of how people feel from participating in it, but there's a more long-term evaluation too in terms of how um, these, these appointments settle into the organisation and how their role changes over time and their leadership role increases. And some of these appointments we will only know within the next five or ten years whether they've been good for us. Um, but it's something that we will evaluate over time and continue to share our learning from. Thank you. Claire, you've been looking to embed values in the recruitment processes for other parts of the workforce. Would you like to tell us a bit more about that? Yes, so what we became very conscious of was that we couldn't sit these values at recruitment and nowhere else. So I just want to make the point that it's our aim to embed these values throughout the whole of the employment journey from attraction, recruitment, appointment, through induction, competence development, performance management, recognition, promotion and potentially transition. So, but to start with that journey from the perspective of recruitment, the objective of the project was to take steps to ensure that attraction, selection, recruitment and onboarding were um, all focused around attracting the highest quality um, candidates and maintaining the highest quality recruitment practices. So we, as I said, we looked outside of the organisation to see who else was doing this kind of work and ended up with a partner called Chemistry Group who have much experience in creating online screening tools for other organisations to attract to their values. Um, they're working with people like Sky, uh, with people like Telefonica, who run the O2 network in the UK, and a number of other very high profile um, blue chip companies. So working with Chemistry at present, we're creating an online screening tool, which will take all applicants through a quiz, a test. Um, that asks them some particular questions linked to our values and will give them then, if they're successful, the opportunity to apply for a position. And if they're not successful, we offer them some feedback and encourage them to approach the trust again in six months time to see if they've been able to come to a different conclusion about the values they might need to use or have present in the organisation. So the tool is under construction at present, although there are working models of this um, with the other employers that we've been able to see. Our plan is that we launch in September to use this tool as a way to really engage people about the reasons they want to come and work with UCLH. Um, we see it actually as an attraction method, that there is an element of competition in us all, and we all want to be successful, and so in using a pre-screening tool, we're hoping really to make people think about the psychological contract before they even get to the point of 
an application form. You know, why am I here? Why do I want to work in this organisation? Do I understand what's important to them and to their patients? And can I bring that with me if I join? So in doing the stakeholder engagement work, what we um, developed was a whole range of behaviours linked to our values. So things we would love to see, things we would like to see, and a set of behaviours that we don't wish to see. And those are the things that will come through that quiz, that test, and be very present in the interview that happens as a result if candidates are shortlisted. We also wanted to do something to tackle our high volume of applicants. We had last year over 38,000 applications to the Trust for 1,400 or so posts, and that's a significant number. And we wanted to make sure that our ward sisters, our, our VIPs, you know, those people actually at the coalface were not spending hours in offices shortlisting, that they were actually able to go back to the ward and provide good clinical leadership while somebody else took the strain out of that particular administrative burden for them. So we're very hopeful that it will not only help us to attract great calibre applicants, but that it will release time back to the front line, back to that good clinical leadership and back to the care that our patients require. And when do you expect to have some findings or when do you expect to implement the tool? Well, we're hoping to implement in September. We have consistently throughout the construction engaged with our whole workforce, a number of key people who are now seen as values champions um, to test and retest the scenarios that we're building. Um, and, and as I say, we hope very much that that is something that goes live in September. Um, we've got a number of other projects that are really taking us beyond recruitment now, and I'd be happy to share those with you if that would be helpful. Thank you. Um, so we felt it was really, really important to actually recognise those people in the organisation who already exemplify our values. And so throughout the winter and, and um, over Christmas and into the new year, we ran a campaign um, which was our Celebrating Excellence Awards. And we had um, a large number of nominations for people who lived our values. So there was an award per value. And I'm very pleased that a number of our staff came along to a, a, a celebrity evening uh, and we had a great celebration about those people being the kinds of people that UCLH really values and really wants to see more of through its recruitment practices. We also um, have made sure that the welcome that we give new starters is the very best it can be. We have um, what's called the Arrivals Lounge. If you're successful at interview and offered a, um, a, offered an appointment, um, conditional appointment at that stage, we invite you into the Arrivals Lounge and at that point we do a number of things with you which are not just around the housekeeping issues of you know checking your employment status and those things but they're about connecting you to the organisation even at that stage and we invite people at that point to engage in their online learning and to really ready themselves for the organisation for their start so that they can be as safe and productive and effective as they can be in the shortest time possible. Um, we've also embedded our values through appraisal 
and this year is the first year that we will have a fully um, worked up talent map for the organisation based on two questions, um, which those questions are around the extent to which you were successful against your objectives, but also the extent to which that you demonstrate the trust values in your work. So we're very excited at how we're being able now to tell the story of those values in a live sense for the organisation. And that's work that will continue as we start to embrace more technology to help us with those processes. Um, and as I mentioned previously in our work-based learning now for all staff, um, we have a range of e-learning that's available on a platform from anywhere at any time, from home or abroad, should, should you wish to. And we've had a number of junior doctors who've completed their e-learning in advance of joining us from overseas rotations. So it's been very successful. And those values are very present in that learning. And we're hoping that it becomes the thread that links all of these practices together and makes people aware that these are the things we want for ourselves, for each other and for our patients, and that this is just the way we do business here. Brilliant, thank you. Well, there's a very clear message that in order for it to work, recruitment, values-based recruitment has got to be part of a holistic approach and, and you've got to make sure that the staff, your existing staff, are living the values as well and it sounds like you're doing a lot to, to, to ensure that. Um, so thank you for talking us through what you've been doing. There's been a lot of investment and planning to improve the recruitment process and other processes for recruiting managers but for candidates and staff and ultimately patients as well. So we really look forward to hearing how that pans out and the impact that it's having for you and for your patients. Thank you.